This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on in LIC? What's happening? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I went to Dallas. It was great. Um, saw some of my nieces and nephews, my siblings, so that was fun. I watched the whole thing on Instagram stories. It's very interesting. It's always nice to watch people on Instagram stories that you know and talk to. Like I was <laughs> warmed by the family reunion. You look like your nephews and nieces and stuff. It's very nice. Yeah, I get that a lot. We have a strong, some strong genes. We all look pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> and how is Mike's dynamic down in Dallas? How is that for him coming down and hanging with kind of the, you know, the, the, what are they? In-laws, the, the I guess. Was, sisters, brother-in-laws, sister all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really good. I mean, it was definitely, it was kind of cool in that way because like usually, you know, when they lived in New York, it would be like a dinner or like a holiday. It wasn't like mm. multiple day scenario where you kind of like can really get to know someone a little bit more or like they, you know, sure. even with the nieces and nephews, like interacting with them more, they kind of feel like they like actually know you versus like they're seeing you at dinner. Yeah, it's um, the it's the afternoon time. It's when you see the niece cry because she's tired, and you get to know her a little bit. You're like, oh, she's the the crier, and the, and the, the little boy doesn't you know stop running around and all that stuff. You learn their personalities. Exactly, um, and yeah, I was like, I was feeling like a little unsure about how it would go, just because I haven't seen it. But it actually went really well. Mike is like pretty easygoing guy um mm. so i think none of that stuff you know kid stuff was like do you went. do you have that moment where he he's with like the nieces and nephews and you're like kind of watching him a little bit is there like a oh totally you know, like a, a coach scouting a player you're just seeing how he's gonna be in the future totally we took like three we took my sister's kids to uh their favorite dallas spot starbucks um <laughs> wait a minute and, they're like let's go like, to the box the, just the two of us. Okay. They wanted, we were like, you can go. We can. We can. We're gonna, we were gonna take them for ice cream, and they were like, we want Starbucks. I was like, <gasps> Macchiatos. <laughs> <Okay>. They turn. <laughs> they turn into Zoolander. Yeah, basically, <laughs> there was like, they were like, we were like, are you sure you don't want ice cream? They're like, no, we want Starbucks. We want like the cool fruity drink from there. I'm like, okay, I guess we I'll want get a caffeine cold. to ruin right. our parents' lives. Don't worry, not caffeinated. No, no yeah. actual coffee. They got like the lemonade shit. Gotcha. So they so they run in. So we took so <laughs> Starbucks we took, is the new McDonald's play place. Exactly. Um, but the, we we my, Mike and I took them and it was like us and the three of them in the car. And it was like the first time we'd ever been like alone with children together. Sure. <laughs> so it was funny. <laughs> I mean, some of them are like there were there like three, like uh, seven and eight. Yeah. Well, seven so and eight was, are kind yeah, of on autopilot. Like fine. Um, 
But it was funny. I was like, guys, did you know this is our first time with just us with kids? And they were like scared. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Please don't crash the car. But it went well and it was nice to see he's like, you know, taking care of the kids. Very seems like into them. It was both. But it was also kind of weird because like you're not exactly sure it's just how much attention they need until someone's like trying to run across the parking lot. But um, yeah, it was nice. And it was actually it's funny. I've been meaning to talk about this for a bit. Because I do feel like, I mean, I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I kind of feel like I'm like, I'd always been like an anxious stater. Sure. And I, that was true with Mike. And that was true, especially in the beginning. But and it's funny, like, I think COVID has really like transformed my attachment system from like anxious to secure. Do you think, well, well, let me hit you back on that one. Do you think mm-hmm. it's also that like, you know, it's like that old saying of like, um, it's all hard until it isn't type of thing. Like it's all, uh, you know, when it's the right person, it's always easy. Like, is there a no, part I of don't that? believe in that. OK, uh, um. <laughs> I mean, I believe in that to the, in the extent of like, I actually do believe in these attachment styles and the fact that mm. like if someone is secure, they will make you feel more secure and you will in turn then be like a better partner because it's i mean Mm. it's funny i was thinking about like because even after we moved in i still sort of had that anxiety i was still kind of like on edge about like how how into me is he how like uh i'm going for milk and then is he coming back coming back (laughs) and i remember at the beginning of covid being like oh wow like um like he's not going into work i was like this is gonna be great we're gonna be like forced to, like you know what i mean like it's just the two of us like so sure. uh and like my and part of that was like relaxing to my anxiety and now that it's been like over a year i really feel like i feel very secure with the situation he can go back he can go anywhere like i do <laughs> feel like it's been almost like so intensely to talk about aversion therapy like wired into me that he's here and not going anywhere that i do feel like at ease and i don't I almost feel like he's fully changed my attachment style to the point where like if it didn't work out ever like I would be I would go back into the dating world more secure. Well, is that a confidence thing? That's why as you're talking about this, I'm like, do you feel more confident in yourself? And is that due to like having a loving partner like or is that due to like where the fuck is he going to go? You know, like, it's like, is there, like, I think is there it's a little bit of, of both? I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. And then when you feel more confident, you're less annoying, which then in turn makes the relationship better. Do you know what it's I stronger. mean? Like, yeah, because like it is, I can imagine to anyone eventually a little bit of a, a turn off in some ways to have someone who like you feel like anxiously needs you at a certain point or another to where you're no. like, it might make you be like, all right, I need more space. Whereas like if the other person's like, I'm going to go do my thing. Again, it gives you that chance to like be like, oh, I miss this person and this person has this whole other life without me. And like, it's almost nice, I think, in a relationship to feel like both people like love being with each other, but could also be like totally fine alone. Yeah, I I think like there's a lot of people listening that are like praying for the day. Like they're everyone's kind of there's a lot of people that like especially they're da- they're single they're dating they're they're going out into this scene of sorts or wherever they are and they're they're like get me to that i'm so sick of all the other shit right and i really don't i mean I, to what you said in the beginning like i do th- obviously like if you're with someone who's secure if you're with someone who has a healthy view of a relationship it definitely helps you get there but i don't think it's like oh this when you find this person you'll be like not anxious immediately because again like sure. i'm saying like we were living together and i still had like 
a little bit like it gets better periodically. But now, I mean, we've been together almost four years. I do feel like that part of me has changed. But I think it's a little bit what, what you said about like feeling more confident, but also just being with someone who I'm like, OK, like this feels like right and not like high high highs and low lows. Totally. Here's another question I would have is, do you think part of it is now that wedding planning is happening and mm-hmm. he's a part of those conversations? It's not like he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever you do, you know, like I, I like like that must right. like there's an excitement towards the wedding where it's like, I would assume because that's coming up, you're like, oh, we're working together on something that is about our relationship, not just me being like, Hey, let's do, come on. We're going to my, you know, my sister's place, you know, like it's not, is that part of it? You think? Yeah, totally. I feel like that the engagement definitely, I mean, I guess I didn't even really talk about that. That definitely helps like, and the, and the planning itself definitely helps that feeling of like, Oh, we're like a team. We're in this. We're both like excited and committed to it. And like, there is none of that, like question it. Like, do you know what I mean? On both ends of like, is it happening? Is it not happening? Yeah. Or like, is it, are we fully in or are we not? Um, and that's definitely, again, like it's, it's like a team thing now. It feels Absolutely. like that more. And, and there's more teamwork. I would assume like, it's just like, sometimes I think like if you're dating or you're in like a one year relationship, whatever, you're like, we do things together, but we're not working on anything. We're not on like hammering on a, we're not like creating a shed in the backyard together. Like, you know, like right. the, the shed becomes like the, you know, the shed meaning the wedding or the engagement parties or the invitations. That kind of is like this teamwork thing where you're like, this is how we operate as a as a couple as opposed totally. to where are you from? Where are you from? You know, like first date, second date shit. Yeah, it's interesting how like the stages of a relationship evolve. But then I remember even when talking to him about getting married way before we were engaged, he and we were talking about like what it what it would mean to, to us to get married. And I was kind of like, well, like I want, you know, someone to like raise my kids with and like have a, you know, full life with. And he was like, I think that's important. But I think it's also important that like eventually because eventually your kids do move out. And it's MT just it's kind of like you go back to like like you said, like it's just the two of you. What's the next thing? Sure. And there is a sense of like I would imagine for a lot of couples, they eventually kind of like lose that a bit or the yeah, kids uh, move out and there's like what we're not working on the kids getting the kids into college they're like out on their own now it's you and me and like do we still like each other sure the distractions are gone and it's like you know those are hard conversations and someone might say like well you're young that's a while away but it's like having those now like i would say that's got to be a great thing that's got to be a healthy thing yeah, it's it's funny and it's it is it's definitely healthy and it's definitely different than the way I've thought because my parents are divorced and have been mm. divorced a p- bunch of times. So I'm like, I don't even know anyone who's gotten to that stage, but it sounds like <laughs> a nice problem to have. <laughs> Meanwhile, his parents have been married like for a while. So I think he like has when he's looking at things and how they evolve, he's kind of like, how do I want it to look compared to that? And I'm like, oh, like you, I never even got to that level. So I've yeah. never even thought that far ahead. But it was interesting <laughs> to kind of make me made me think about it that way which was yeah nice yeah yeah that is because i i definitely have that in my mind as well with my parents still together like i'm like oh you know like when was it when was it in my view easy versus hard for them like i i if i had to speak for them and yeah that's like those are the pressure points of a relationship like 
beginning and then 18 years as Kanye <laughs> once said and then it's like uh oh us two again you know yeah I think it's it's very interesting um and it feels it definitely feels like the secure thing feels like nice and like calming it definitely is like it doesn't feel like party like the part like you know what I mean the highs of a party we, we talk a lot about like how exciting this time in the world is for dating you know on this podcast we're like it's opening up you're vaccinated dates are coming summertime you know like there's a lot of people like having that and it's like you know you're in a relationship you go no we're doing good <laughs> you know like it's like yeah. you know there, there's good and bad to all those things but that, that's 100 like percent. you know that's a fun thing too yeah and that's life i mean i think it's <laughs> I mean, there's the Chris Rock thing. It's like single and lonely or married and bored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. And we're, not, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, we're not bored yet. We have a lot of like fun, exciting shit coming up, but I do understand like how it could get there. So listen, it's something, it, you know, it, it's different. I mean, listen, I'm happy for your love. I'm happy you enjoyed the family. I've been spending the last week sitting in a dark room, staring at the wall while, um Enya plays so at least <laughs> one of us is happy no <laughs> I, I I don't think that's the, I think that no, you're uh, I, I'm kidding I I um I definitely have uh have I'm excited for the summer like it's uh and I gotta say to the audience thank you all I mean I've been doing shows around New York City I mentioned like how the clubs are opening people are coming out like groups and I got a full calendar coming up. Can I can I talk about that for course, two seconds before? Yeah. But but also people, if you're listening right now, keep sending in your emails. Today is a quick hits episode. The response to the first one was so exciting and fun that we're doing it again. We got twenty. Qu- what did we call it the first time? Do we have a name L- for it? The lightning round, I think. Lightning round. Ra- do tw- we call it the lightning round or? Okay. We're doing 20 questions, 20 dating questions. We got them right in front of us. We're going to get to them in a second. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Like, Jordana, are you meeting people in these streets? I, I'm, I'm getting people coming up to me. It, it feels like the podcast is bigger than ever, but that doesn't really mean your job is done, listener. Mr. Listener, Miss Listener, Mrs. Listener, Mrs. Mr. You know, whatever listener you are, they, them, listener. Keep spreading the word. Keep pushing it out. Keep letting people know. Make it your Instagram story because it is the time of year for this podcast, especially an episode like today. We have, you know, so many great, you know, quick hit questions here. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I think you're out on the streets more than I am. So you probably get get a better feel. But the it's funny. After I met you for that, me and Mike met you for that drink. Um, someone someone uh on the street after I, we left you actually oh really said something about the podcast which was so nice it's really really nice and it's like the greatest compliment in the world when someone says they love the show so keep spreading the word give that gift to somebody else so this is the perfect show to put your brain in the shelf a lot of long road trips coming up summer tr- uh trips this is like kind of the, the time of year people kind of get into our show again or or Tell or say, oh, I found you over the summer. But um, I have shows coming up. Can I read this? Please let let the audience know because I always know they want to see your shows. They want to find out where to find you. So give us the rundown and where can they go if they forget? Bring the group chat. These jokes are for everybody. We I talk about dating. I talk about food, body issues, The Bachelor, uh, sex, all this stuff. It's all on the table. You know, I talk about you know 
you know, current events. Yeah, that's right. I get I get current. So listen, all of these dates can be found on my website, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Okay. Tacoma. I'm coming there the the June 10th through the 12th. Tacoma, Washington. So Seattle, Tacoma area. And also, if I don't name your town, please don't message me. Come to Denver. Yes, Denver's left off his list. If you want me to come to where you are, message your local comedy club because you're the reason I get to go do these shows because they know there's an audience that will come. So message the local comedy club. Love the number. So Tacoma, Washington uh, on the 10th of June to the 12th. And then uh, the rest of these are a little farther out. So I'll just read the names. Red Bank, New Jersey, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, Chicago, that I'm doing a week of shows there. They're already sold out. You guys are crazy. That's awesome. Austin, Texas, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Dallas, Texas. Boston is kind of my reschedule from 2020. So there might not be a lot of tickets left, but I'm coming to Boston in the fall and then Dallas. And then added to this is going to be D.C., New York. Uh, those links are coming. And Buffalo, I think, is coming too. So listen, jaredfree.com, if you want to come out to a show, bring the group chat. Let's get it going. Let's have some fun. It's a party. So Jordan, you got anything to push out there? So guys, we have a new podcast that's just coming out. It has, it is a, if you like quick hits, um, it is our brand new daily pod podcast called Pop Alarm. It's out now. Uh, Dylan Hafer, who runs the Bravo Batches account and does the podcast, is hosting it. Um, basically, every morning, it's like five minutes. It's all the pop culture news you want. It's a great, like, if you like this show, you like putting your brain on a shelf, five minutes a day, get the updates so you know what your friends are talking about. Um, and follow Pop Alarm on Apple Podcasts or Spotify now so you don't miss an episode. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed, are bowl and branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my bowl and branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from bowl and branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. 
so you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Are we ready to do some quick hits? You ready? I'm ready. Lightning round. So these we got are fun. These are fun. 20 questions. You guys submitted these on the You Up podcast account. Um, so if you have any of these and you want to do them, for, we're probably going to do them like once a month because it seems like you mm. guys really like them. So we're if you follow the account at You Up pod you can submit them for the next round um and these are great questions love it so you want me to read the first one you ready yeah let's do it i'm a very family oriented person and close with mine and my boyfriend is not are we doomed (laughs) doomed to end our relationship it's got very uh serious what do you think jordan are they doomed um I don't think they're doomed necessarily. It depends like the extent. I think all the, I mean, we don't, don't, these aren't questions where we have like a ton of nuance in them, but Mm. I think it would depend on like, what is this person's threshold for hanging out with someone else's family? Are you okay with you maybe just hanging out with your family more? Or do you want that other person to be super involved? Like, I think it depends how much people are willing to meet in the middle for this kind of thing. It's, it's, you're definitely not doomed. Let's start at this. I think this is actually, to me, like, again, we don't have a lot of nuance, but to the situation, but like, if you're trying to like bring two people together, this is, to me, this sounds like a great situation. There's always the A and B grandparent, you know, there's like, (laughs) (laughs) right? Do Do you have the A grandparents in your mind? My A and B grandparents growing up switched. So I, at one point, it was like my mom's side of the family. I was like so pumped to go see them. But actually, as far as my favorites, it, it kind of like switched over time. Like, we're, we're, But I would say as far as who we hung out with, like there was an A grandparent and the B grandparent. There's oh, no I see question. what you're saying. So yeah. you're saying it's almost a good thing because like you get to have the A grandparent and the other person won't be like competing for that like alpha grandparent role. Absolutely. Like as far as there's only so much time. So you get and as far as like holidays. So let's say this person's like, you know, dealing with like, let's say there's four holidays a year, no matter who you are, or where your background is, you know, that you have to go home for something. Well, now, you know, maybe you get three out of four. You know, maybe you get to like, because she says, she, or they say, I'm not, I don't know who they are, but I, I'm very family-oriented person. Oh, and my boyfriend, so I'm assuming, maybe, I guess I shouldn't assume, but I'm just saying, um, the, you know, they go home, they like being with their family if they're super family-oriented. So the the only issue that comes up is this person, are they a person who doesn't like family stuff at all? That's the difference. Right. Not or like they your just family not like isn't their the own family. Yeah, my family. Yeah. You could, if this guy was like, "Yeah, my family's junk," but like you're fucking everyone here is great. Isn't that the perfect situation? That is the perfect situation. Right? It's actually a better situation than you're both super family oriented, and like that becomes competitive. My only question is like, what if she's like, "I'm super fa- family oriented," in that like 
I need to have dinner with my parents once a week or I call my mom every day. And like this person is kind of like, I don't really want to see your family every week. Well, I would, I, I think that for, if it's, I call my mom every day and they have a problem with that, then that person, you're never going to get along with that person. I, I just can't like, I can't see someone being like, get off the phone with her. Like that's insane. Um, but I could see, you know, we, I, I do family like, like Italian family, Sunday sauce. Every Sunday I go back, you know, there, there could be a version of that where someone's like, I go back every Sunday. I think you have to like, I, if the other person was like, and the yeah, other person's I, like Sunday is when I watch football and I'm not going to your mom's house. That's a tough one because the, it's like the Sunday sauce thing. You're like, that's a part of your culture. Like I'm not, I don't have that with my family, but like, that's a part of like what makes you, you and comfortable and, if you enjoy it, if that's like the most favorite thing that you do on a weekly basis, then that's not a family thing. That's a you and them thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably what it comes down to. Like if you really love that and making that part of your like day to day thing, and it's like a huge part of that and the other person, isn't it? You could, you could replace family with any other hobby or thing that someone likes that the other person is less into. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like I, I enjoy going away with my family, even as a 30, like I can go on my own vacations, right? But as right. a 36-year-old man, I do like the dynamic of my family on a vacation, even though it feels a little ridiculous that I'm with my mommy and daddy at a, you know, at a hotel. But we do have a fun time together. Like, that is an important thing to That's me. That's nice, yeah. But, but, but I could see how someone would be like, well, I do my vacations differently. And I would go... Okay, well then that's a little bit of a different conversation. That's that's different than you know, I don't like my family but yours is cool, you know? Like I I think right. they have to understand that. Yeah, and I think it 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 comes down to like how 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 far apart are you on this? How much tolerance does the other person have for it? How into totally. it are they? Cuz you do want someone if you're cl- that close to your family, you do want someone who's like kind of like down into hanging out with them and not like, I guess I'll go, but like, I really don't want to. That's the most important part of this whole conversation. You nailed it. Are they fun and energetic in the setting once they get there? You know, like it's like I, there was a certain age where I had to come to the conclusion of don't do work. You are like, uh, don't accept like as an entrepreneur myself, I, as a comedian, there were these jobs. I would say yes to everything. And then I'd get to the job and I'd be like, not great because I'd be like, kind of why did I do this? The money's not great. And it's like, now if there's a, like, if someone's like, Hey, can you roast my dad for his birthday? Like I get that. <laughs> I, like it's like, I, I've gotten that email before and I'm like, Okay, I don't want to roast your dad for his birthday. Like, genu- genuinely, I don't. Like, right. as far as, like, that's not why I got into comedy to, you know. For free. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for free. Well, I, I didn't get into comedy to make fun of Harold Goldstein. But I did get into comedy to make a living. So what I would say, to the, like, if someone's like, hey, do you want to come to roast my dad on his birthday? I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it for an obscene amount of money. Like it would be like right. an amount of money that makes me happy to be there. This is the, the comparison of your family is like, do, you know, 
if, if if they're not excited to go to your family events, then they're going to be miserable and they're not going to do a good job at being in the your fi- family dynamic. Yeah, I agree. Let's do another. Let's you ready? Do, I'm ready. How much to text between first, second, third dates? I remember um, back in the day asking my therapist this very question. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> um, and he was like, well, how much do you like texting between dates? And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's like it is. It was a good question because it was like he's like, there's no like right answer for that. He's like, some people like not texting at all between sure. dates. I'll see you then. And some people like texting like every day, nonstop. It's really like, do what do you like? Text them that much. If that's way off for them, you're not going to be a match. And if you, and if they're kind of in line or like within twenty degrees of that, like you'll figure out a good rhythm. Yeah, I, I I'm with your therapist. Like it, it's funny that like the person who what the person doesn't realize they're actually saying when they say how much to text between first, second, third date, um, and then the therapist comes back and goes, "How much do you like to text?" When you ask that question, you're basically saying, I like to text as much as they like to text. Whatever they like, I like. And it's like, that is, you are going to be fucking miserable the rest of your life. If you live in a world of whatever they like, I like, then you're fucked. You're fucked in this whole relationship thing. And it's like, I know people are looking for rules because they don't want to hear this person's not my match or this person's turning me down. They're protecting their emotions. Or they want to sign like, what is the sign that he likes me? Sure. And that's again, if he likes me, I like him. And it's like you are doomed because I know a lot of these people are not operating that way. And if you're dealing with someone who's not operating that way and they're doing whatever the fuck they want, then that's when you end up getting the name of this podcast. You get a you up text like that's when you get because that person goes, oh, they're they're down for any time I text, (laughs) you know, so I'll be like you up, you know, because I can get away with it. Like you have to. This lands in the land of you're letting people get away with anything they want without your taste involved at all. Right. Because you're doing whatever it takes to win. And then by the time you win, the person doesn't even know you because you're just doing whatever you think they would like. Yeah. And then the one time you say something, they go, well, what, what, what's this? <laughs> you know, now, and, totally now agree. and then you get mad at them because you go, oh, am I not allowed to have an opinion? And it's like, well, you've never had one till this day. <laughs> <laughs> right I, you're under the impression you're dating a different person a, absolutely a, a, like here's here's the other thing you get done with the first date and and you're not excited to text that person then what do you what's your goal here like i i, I think that like what this question also comes up in in the land of i had a good time not a great time you know <laughs> like right like, hey, uh, like if you have nothing to even reference the next day after a first date, then what was talked about? Do do you have things to like be like? To well, text I think about, it's kind. You know? I think it's kind of like um, a lot of people, a lot of women, sort of think like if it, at least for the first few dates, if the guy had a good time, he'll be like texting you a lot. So like, what is the sign if he, if he's not texting you at all or he texts you like two days later, something like random or if he's not like super talkative, does that mean that he didn't have a good time? So I do understand that thought process of I, like, I thought we had a good time, but like, I'm not really sure how to interpret. 
I understand that thought process, but here's the problem with that thought process. And, and this is also to like encourage people to just text as much as they want um, is because the guy who wants to fuck you also will text you a lot, you know, <laughs> after a date. <laughs> so like, right. you know, so and that's a hard truth to hear. And that's kind of icky. But like, the you know, that guy the next day is like, hey, what's the plan this weekend? Now you're in what's the plan this weekend mode. And it's like. Well, I'll be out Saturday night. Like that guy's texting a lot too. You know, like you have to be more okay with what you like. There is, did I feel good after the date? And did I feel good with the communication between the date? Both of those are reasons to end the dating process with somebody. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like there's a lot of emphasis placed on like early in the game dating of like, just wait around and like, he'll let you know if he's interested. And I, that was the message I think that I internalized when dating. And I don't think that's the right message. I think the right message is you be your, I mean, it sounds fucking cheesy, but like you be yourself text as much as you would text anyone that you had like a great encounter with. And if the sure. other, like you'll find out sooner if the person's not into, into you than just like taking whatever bits or scraps of text <laughs> attention that you're given. Yeah. And I think this also lands in, the, in like, there's another part of this where it's like, you know, someone can be a good first date and never be your second date. Yeah. And I think you have to start being okay with not chasing after people and chase, and you have to be okay with chasing after feelings. So like when you chase after people, well, he was so great in the first date and now he's so busy. I get it. And he has meetings and, and that's what people do because they go, well, because he's the guy that was good on the first date. He might not be a good second date. And, and at this point, if you're chasing after this person to make a second date, they're not a good second date. That's a good point. Also, you know, yeah, uh, let's keep keep it rolling. Yeah, let's do it. All right. How do I get better at knowing what I need from a partner and communicating? This is one of those abstract ones that I'm like, um, why don't they make a list of what they need? Like, I, I, I think like a lot of times, like what I need from a partner. Like, how do I get better at knowing what I need from a partner? How about be more annoying? Like, and whenever you think you're being annoying, you're actually telling someone what you're lacking. Well, what I would say is not only be annoying, but pay attention to when you are annoyed. Mm. Right. And it's an internal feeling. So if you're dating someone and, and I had, I'll use an example that I had when dating, I was dating this guy and he was always late, like constantly late. And I remember feeling like kind of annoyed, but I was like, I don't know if I should say anything like I want to be cool, like blah, sure. blah, blah. Like and it, but it was this internal feeling of like, I'm irritated, but I'm just trying to not say yeah. anything. <laughs> um, and I think that's a good sign. That's like almost if you're if you're saying like, how do I know what she's how do I know how do I get better at knowing what I need? If something's irritating you, if you're, you're- one of your needs is not being fulfilled. And then, you know and then I mean? it's taking a moment to figure out what that is. And instead of saying, I'm mad at you or, or being pissy, like what that right. always goes down the road of like, oh, re- like, like sassy texts. And it's like, OK, that's a childish way to do it. You know, there's another way to do yeah. it where you go. I and I think like concentrating on the thing, like what you just said, like lateness, you're like, you're late. I don't like like it's pretty simple, but a lot of people leave out the thing. And it's like right. someone he's either not going to be late it again about or, a bigger thing. 
totally. Like because my brother does that to me sometimes. Like it's like if like I fuck up with him, he'll be like, eh, always lazy. Like when we live together, my brother and I, he'd be like, always lazy. I'm like, no, no, no. Tell me the thing so that I can do the thing. I want to. Don't make right. this about you know my my aura. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's why you have to make it about the thing and how when they what they do when they do the thing, how that makes you feel. So totally. and you can do that. And someone's like, well, I don't have the right to do that. We just started dating. I remember I'd gone on three dates with this person. And then sure. again, while dating, I remember I asked my therapist, I'm like, I don't I'm having trouble expressing my needs in a relationship. Mm. And like this is happening. And the advice he gave was like the next time you see him, he's late. You say, hey. A lot of the times when you're late, it makes me feel like you're not like prioritizing the date and it makes me not as excited about the date. Mm. Um, so like. That's perfect. I'm just letting. Yeah. I'm just letting you know that like I'm, I'm he, we're here. Like I'm excited to ha- I'm, like I'm, I'm down to have a good time and like I'm into it. But I'm just letting you know when you do that, it, it doesn't make me feel great. Boom. And, and you see if they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. A lot of people have people want like, I mean, the word closure I mean, women throw that around. It is like women love closure. And part of that, what you just said, you're like, they well, they might be late next time or they might not. And then you have to make a decision on how much that annoys you. And <laughs> that kind of open tab of, 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 of life it really bothers people. And it's like sometimes you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think as, the best thing you can do is tell the person as soon as you, as soon as you feel it, how you feel because then you waste less of your time if they're not willing to yeah you know meet you in the middle and that, and the same could be said of anything you know when you wait three when i don't hear from you for when i ask you a question you don't answer for three hours makes me feel like you're not that interested like mm. you can say any of those things as long as you're saying them in like a positive upbeat way the sooner you you may actually think like by not saying anything you're cool and you'll get further along but you'll get further along with someone who still has those annoying habits and they don't usually get better Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're just you're you're basically just allowing the dog to pee in the house, you know, like right. And then blaming the dog <laughs> for being the kind of the kind of dog that does that when it's like yeah. <laughs> no, how about you let them know it's the peeing in the house and train it a little bit better. Yeah. Agreed. Let's do another. Is right person, wrong time, legit? Just broke up with a long-distance girlfriend, but want future in future. I don't know what that means, want future in future, but... He wants a future in the future. So he wants to be together in the future, but he's... Well, I, I think that's... Then don't break up. I mean, like, I... If if you... I... What do you think? Is Is right person, wrong time, legit? I think timing is a thing in relationships. I think it's like you could be. I think sometimes people are not in a posi- in a position where they want to be selfish and do their own thing. And like I'd say be selfish as if it's a bad thing. But being there's nothing inherently wrong with being selfish as long as you're not. Pretending to someone that that you're going to be otherwise like, you know, what I mean, you yeah. don't have kids. You're like free, like whatever. I think there's a lot of guys that. If I met now, I would probably like be more into or, or be. I, but that was really more about being like how attracted to them I'd be based on like the time I was in my life. I don't know if there's anyone more like I was like, I would commit to you more at a different time. Is that a guy thing? Do you think it's it's somewhat male? Um, 
I think it. Yeah, it is. I think like a lot of guys are like you know kind of obsessed with like their standing and what can they uh, you know like the math of it. Can I afford to move on in life? Can I get to the next mm-hmm. step? But I I also think this is said at the end of relationships and very rarely said when someone shows back into your life. Like, like I, what do you mean? So is right right person wrong time is said as things are ending. So that that person can hold on to you as kind of like um, uh, as kind of like a, a worst case scenario. And when people come back in your life, it's usually like, oh, my ex um, is coming back and the guy like matches you with you on hinge or something. And you go and people are like, was it just the right right person? Wrong time. Is this a time? It's like that guy doesn't message you on like send you a text that that, that day you match on hinge going listen, it was the wrong time for me. Now is the right time and you are the one. Like, I think that has to be said when you're coming back to someone and not as you're leaving someone. Yeah, I could agree. That's also the only time it matters. Yeah, that, right? exactly. Like, people say it on the, that's on when the way it's out. actionable. Totally. And, and on the way out, they're doing it to soften the breakup. They're doing it to be like, oh, no, you know, maybe this is just the wrong time. And then so one person's left there going, Okay, so I guess I'll just wait here then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's almost I'll be more. Here it's waiting. like it's kind of rude to say to someone on the way out because it's totally. like, wait for me, kind like maybe, and I'll see how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why I'm. That's why at the beginning of it, I said, then you should not break up. Like, you want them in the future. Well, then you have to go through kind of the tough times that are existing now to like have that future together or to guarantee that future with you. And when you let them go. You're basically saying, get out there, kid, and, you know, what will be will be. is is To me, what will be will be is a more apt, you know, stupid saying than right person, wrong time. Right. I agree. I think this is an okay thing to say, though, if you're coming back and you're like, oh, Isn't, like, you know, I remember we did have a really good time. I feel like we weren't in the place in our lives to fully commit to each other, or at least I wasn't. But, like, now I feel it's different. It's actually more vulnerable. When you say it on the way out, you're just taking away the vulnerability of having to end something with someone. And then when you say it on the way in, you're taking away the, you know, you're give, you're being vulnerable enough to be turned down. Hey, now is the right time for me. And then they go, well, too bad. I'm married with kids. See ya. You know? Yeah. You like leave yourself open to rejection, which is, I think, how you should come up, come back Every time anyone who yes. breaks up with someone, if they're coming back, needs to do that. Otherwise, it's like. I think it's like a shitty move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you been? That's not getting rejected. Hey, I've been thinking about us a lot over the last year, and I really think that we should reconnect and I'd like to take you out for drinks. Totally different. Right. Hellos. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of guys who are like when you're like, well, why would you text me? And then they're like, <laughs> well, we had a good time. <laughs> I don't know. You're fun. I always fun. thought we had fun together. <laughs> I always thought we had fun together. Is always the line. Yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, let's do another dating apps. Right. Keep pics similar or show the spectrum. Fresh face, full glam, every day, etc. This is a um, very funny question to me. Yeah, I think. As if uh, a, <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm interested to hear the male perspective because I would say, yeah, I think that's I think it's nice to give variety. But as as long as you're being like you're showing your 
full face regardless or your like your full body or your full like whatever you're dealing with like show as much of yourself as possible so if you have different looks show them all or it's i don't know it's what do you so think? funny to me to think of a guy going well i like her fresh face look her full glam a little too glam for me but i'm gonna go on the date anyways like the idea that a man is looking at your profile with such depth um well you know it, to me like, i've heard don't guys be like glam. she wears way too much makeup that is totally true um, I've heard that before too, but I've never heard this idea of like, well, I'm just happy she gave me the full spectrum of faces that I'm going to be <laughs> dealing with. Like, I, I just don't, I don't think, it, I, I think for what you would, a lot of women have to realize with these dating apps is you're dealing with animals. You're dealing with a gross animal and the gross animal is swiping very quickly. Sometimes he looks into the app, but a lot of times it's whap, 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 whap. So that first picture has to be bright, smiley, fun. No glasses. That first picture has to be a full you. Whatever that you is. I don't know. We taught we we used to have, you know, the, the no makeup makeup look, like <laughs> whatever that is. Um yeah. we had the sponsor. The glossier I, look. The glossier look. Whatever that is for you, whatever you're most comfortable in, I I think is the best way to go. But I the, I, I think it's like to me, it's not about your fresh face, full glam. It's first picture. It's totally it's just you. Bright, beautiful, fun. Second picture. It's you again. Maybe you're out. Maybe it's you in a dress. Maybe <laughs> still you <laughs> still you. I need you. Yeah. Third picture. Now we can get into fun zone. Fourth picture. Maybe a family. Maybe we're back in fun zone. Fifth picture. You know, I, I think I think like also staying away um, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be my thought on it. I agree. And if you I mean, I think that if, if those if we're running the, the spectrum of fresh face, full glam, I don't really know what the difference between fresh face and every day is. But mm. I think if you feel like that represents you well, sure. Yeah. Also, what would you know, like I think also like the thing with pictures on dating apps is it's gotta be, you have to be comfortable with that being you. If you go on a date and you're like, oh, I hope they don't notice that I don't look like that. Like if you're not confident that you look like the pictures, it's in your head, not theirs as much as it'll be more in your head. So I think as getting as close to like who you are right now will be, that's the move. Do you think it's better to undersell? Like, um, or do you want, like, would you put the best picture you've ever taken up on an app or would you put like I take a lot of pictures that look a lot like this one a more immature me would put a better like the best picture I've ever taken first a 36 year old me would put up like the most realistic picture I, I want to be on a date with someone that's like excited to be there probably undersell I, I don't have the confidence right. to oversell I think slightly I, undersell is almost the move it's like when you put a house on the market and you put it like a little bit below like it would be appraised and then you create like a bidding war you want the bidding war yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm for that too and it, it's more like a lot of this is like uh, a lot of these looks conversations these pictures conversations get mired in what the person on the other side thinks this is for your confidence like I want to go on a date yeah. where I'm like super confident that I know that person is is going to be happy they're there like I want that confidence 
Totally. And I think the most, the more act, the more like true to what you actually are, look like, act like anything like you can be on the first few dates, the more of your time you're saving. Totally. Because it all totally. comes out. So, like it, it, that's sort of, we've been talking about that in a few of these questions. It comes out. Let's do another one. Graceful way to tell coworkers you're dating another coworker. So Jordana, you are the, the, the COC, the chief of content of a major corporation. How would you say is the best appropriate way to say you're dating another? Co- like, well, how would you want it in your office? Right. I mean, we haven't really had, to my knowledge, I don't know anyone who's <laughs> dated within my office. Um, but I think but you must really have dep- training in that. Like, don't you guys have to have like some sort of like meeting? Yeah, about that? I think it depends on like, is it your um is it your superior is it the kind of thing that needs to be like legally told is it someone Mm. else in the office i would say generally having written a book on (laughs) workplace um practices that are optimal is to be as like to say it when it's necessary but to not make it like a thing sure because you want to be seen as professional so i would make it on a need-to-know basis and like be as cool as you can be in the <laughs> yeah. actual office. Yeah, don't, don't go around like taking like being like, yeah, so uh, taking like one finger, putting it through like a ring finger and like, yeah, we're, right. <laughs> we're like, you know, it's not high school. That, that PDA episode of The Office where she's like sitting on his lap <laughs> <laughs> at the meeting. Or when they go to the, um, my, they go to the, uh, what's it called? The, the dinner party and he has her send. He, she has him sign the contract for legal that they're dating, oh, yeah. and he's like a love contract. Oh, lo- yeah, love contract. I, I, to me, like you go legal first. That would be the smartest. Right. It way depends on your company's policy. I would check that out, yeah. and then, um, in terms of like telling your friends who are coworkers, people that you're friendly with, I would again kind of like say it as it's necessary, and then like don't make it weird. Yeah, and discuss it with your partner, too. Like, I, I think that's the first step is like, hey, how are we? I think the, the open-ended questions are really good sometimes. And for this, it's like, hey, how are we handling this at the office? You good say call. that to, to your partner. You agree and, upon and a uniform. You got to have a uniform stance. You got to have, and, and uh, how are we doing this? Okay, I, you know, he's going to say, I'm going to tell Dave and Rick because I'm really close with them. Um, and you were like going to say, I'm going to tell Lisa and Rachel and cause I'm close with them beyond that. However it gets right. out, it gets out. Like it, or he it, might it, say, let's not tell anyone until we know more about like what this is. Totally. Cause I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to like be hooking up for two weeks and then tell everyone like, cause it makes, <laughs> I think if you, if you do a lot of that stuff, it can make you seem a little unprofessional or a little bit like not serious about your job. Yeah. You're treating, you know, you're treating the office like it's a high school cafeteria. You know, right. like that's a little bit like it can get that way. Agreed. Okay. How important is it to be pursued by a guy? Um, I think it's important, but I think this like this whole pursued by a guy, like when I hear this question, like I think of like other, you know, dating, you know, gurus you see in like Cosmo or some shit. It's like, you got to be chased or you're not going to be the cow that's on his farm. Like, I don't know what the saying would be, but like, I I think kind of the stance of this podcast that we've said a lot is like, 
you know, the whole standard thing. Like, I think your standards should be pursued, not you. So, like, like I, I think, like, after a first, like, the first date example. You go on a first date, and you're like, I had a really good time. I want to go on a second date. And then the guy says, what are you up to this weekend? And you're like, ah, I got hanging with friends. And he's like, well, I'll be out. Like, we should hang. And you have the right to go, well, I'm, I'm kind of got my thing with my friends, but I'd love to do a second date. Like, right. Some people would hear we should hang and they just give up on the whole thing. Like, I don't think that's really like that someone has given up on pursuing you. I think that that guy's a guy in a world of millions of options who's just playing that guy game. You can let him know that's not the game you are playing. And I'm looking for a second date. But if that's not what you want, like, totally cool. Have fun this weekend. And he's going to chase that standard or not. But, like, I think that's where the pursuit comes in. I think people get into that I got to be pursued thing too early on and too kind of like it goes back to that, like, how many times should I text? Like, if it's not seven times, he doesn't pursue you. Like, I think it gets too caught up in that conversation. Yeah, or if you're texting someone, you know, if if someone's not texting you and you feel like you're texting them and you don't feel like you're into it, that's a sign that like you're maybe not that compatible or you don't like their texting style or it doesn't make you feel good. So I think it's okay to look at that and say like something that's kind of like, oh, this person doesn't like me could mean like I don't feel good. This person doesn't make me feel good about um, this dating situation or like myself or whatever. That's the best point. It's not do they like me? Do I feel good talking to them? You know, like, right. do I feel good? Not do they like me? I think is like, it fun? Yeah. Th- yeah, this is it's a perspective change. And like, listen, that takes that's hard to like easier said than done. Like, no, you know, we're sitting here on, you know, on the mountain, you know, giving off these pieces of advice. And it's just hard. You know, like we understand that. Right. Yeah. And I you think, um, again, if you're going to get rejected, better to say something sooner. Totally. You know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkinette bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support but keeps my natural shape and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be. But it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you gotta do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. How to tell him he kisses with his teeth. That's a tough one. I would just say, um, I love it when you do this and then like, do what you do like that's hard in a kissing scenario it's easier when they're going yeah. down on you because you're like <laughs> you know because you can like you can use your mouth you can use your words and on a kiss it's hard no it is tough to say that i think if it's like gone on for like a good enough time i think you could try it's a tough one because like if you're i think you could still try it though it might be more awkward sure i think you could say like Hey, I'd love it. Like, why don't you like move your lips like this? Like, I love it when people, when people, <laughs> people, people do that. When I'm out there making out on a daily basis, <laughs> I like it. Here's how I like it done. <laughs> I, there's a couple options that are, I mean, just to be like, make a horse noise when they come at you with their teeth. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, look at a horsey. Coming in strong. Would make them feel confident in getting back in there. <laughs> or you go in with your teeth. Now you smash teeth. It's going to hurt a bit. <laughs> you, you smash teeth. And then you go, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, are we teething? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, this is really hard because you basically, it's not about their teeth. It's like you have to retrain them how to kiss. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. I just saying I like it like this, like, or like, I love it when you do that. It's usually the most encouraging way to do it. Part of it's this tough, could be, it's tougher in a make out sesh. Totally. That's the thing. Part of this could be where they're kissing. Maybe they need to kiss on a couch instead of like a street corner after getting drunk at a bar after a first date. Maybe they'll change things. And when you kiss on the couch, then maybe you straddle him and now you're more in control and you kiss on the cheek first and then you kiss and you go. And then when he comes at the teeth, you go, no, no, I'm in charge. You don't now. do that. We yeah, don't no, do no. That. <laughs> you put your finger against his lips. No, no. Put those put those chompers away. I got it from here. Like you do one I of those. I think that's or, a good idea. Right? Like it's a little, like it. it's sexy. You're in control. I think like you need, if it's a couch sit, you straddle him and then you control the kissing, um, the what's it called? The um, rhythm. The rhythm. Yeah, you're abs absolutely. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, okay. All right. Let's do another. First aid combos getting really samey. Any advice to try to get deeper without being all corny? I think you're with the wrong person. Like, I, I think, if, like, at what point is it not your fault that the conversations are the same? Like, there's no such thing as corny. Like, there's nothing thing as too much. Right. There's no such thing as, like, 
Like I, I here's the realization that we have to be in in a world where you're f- literally throwing someone's face to one side or the other um, to decide on going on dates. You're meeting people on apps. You're meeting a lot more people, especially we're leaving the houses now. You're going to go on a lot of dates with people you don't want to be with that are just fine. If you were at a party not dating, you'd meet a lot of just fine people and have very samey conversations with them too. Like I think like leaving a date going, wow, we just talked about the same thing. That is not a deep, a person you could get deep with and that's okay. Right. But also if it's feeling super samey and you, and you want to address it, try asking more questions about the same thing mm. right? and like seeing if that person responds. Cause sometimes people like, want to get more intimate, want to tell you more things, but they're not sure that you care. So I think that could go like, if you're the person who wants to take that to the next level, you could say, Oh, like stop asking where they studied abroad and ask them like, how is your relationship with your parents? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought we were talking about Italy. (laughs) I know. I think it's kind of like if you're on a subject to like ask more questions to make like to have an interesting conversation, someone has to ask an interesting question. I, I, I'm with you. I agree. Stay on the topic. That's a great piece of advice. I have a different piece of advice. You ready? You should come in there with a full complaint about something that happened that day. I like because that. That's a little, that's like, if you come in just hot, you're just like, ugh, this, like I had a dog sit between my legs at a coffee shop. I was at like the dog just like sat there and the owner like wouldn't tug at it. Like, and like, so the, then like I had to spend 10 minutes being like, I guess the dog's mine now. Like I had to be like dad joke land. And I was like, when does this, end? it was like five minutes of the dog just in my crotch. And I was like, that would be something I would go on a date and be like, and like now you're seeing their feelings on tugging on a dog. Like, do they want a dog? Right. You know, like, are now you, it, should I be annoyed now? Now it's like your personality right. coming out. Like complaining really helps things. I think. And to get in a direction that isn't corny. And so where did your parents meet? Do you have siblings? Like go in with I like agree. a story a strong, that happened that day, a story or just like a strong opinion. Totally. Like, did you see the bachelor last night? I fucking hate that show. Or Done. like, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Anything, Just, yeah. Strong takes, hot yeah. take date, for sure. That's what makes people interesting in either way. Even if totally. they disagree with you, I I prefer that. It'd be a nice discussion, and then maybe exactly. you're like, maybe you're like, wow, we agreed, so, we disagreed so much it got hot, or you disagreed so much that you have the you worst realized day of your you life weren't the match. Yeah, then you're not wasting your time on. So do you have any cousins? <laughs> <laughs> Always a good uh, one. How much space am I allowed to ask for? I want to miss him, but not pull away too much. Oy, the, I, can you tell this is written by a woman? I, <laughs> I, I want him close by, but not too close that I get too attached. What do you think, Jordana? This is. I think you can ask for however much space you want and say and caveat it with exactly what you just said you know I, well i think they have to be less worried about them not coming back like yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah say like listen like we've been hanging out a lot i like i like hanging out with you but to be totally honest like i i'm a little more independent i can use a little more space like not like i don't want you to go away but like if you're just honest with how you feel or also start turn. I, I don't know what level of relationship they are they're in, 
But like, let's start turning some shit down. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Um, I'm going to do an alone night on the couch. I just need it for my, for my head space. Like if, cause the idea of like how much space am I allowed to ask for? Like, I don't know when that comes up, you know? Right. It would have to be like the, per- it would have to either come up in that way or by the person being like, I like, I don't want to insult you, but I, or I don't want to make you feel like I don't want to hang out, but I, mm. I would like a night. It's important to me to have a night to like alone to myself here and there. Like, I really enjoy that. Totally. I, I, Hey, I'm going to take, get a glass of wine tonight. Like if you live together, you go, Hey, I'm going to go get a glass of wine tonight. Just need to like get my mind together for some stuff this week. That, I think that if someone said that to me, I'd be like, good luck to you. And then, well, if masturbating all apartment. As someone who's kind of anxious, if someone said that to me in the beginning of dating, I would be like, oh my God, they hate me. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I can see how, like, if you're dealing with someone who has anxiety, how it could be taken in a way that means more than it actually does. So I would, if you feel like, and only you would know if you're dealing with that kind of person. And if you mm. are, just be like, hey, um, I love how much we've been hanging out. I do like an occasional night to myself, but don't be ins- It's nothing to do with you. I just like, like, I definitely value my alone time. I think that yeah. would make me as someone who's anxious. If a guy said that to me, I think I would feel better about it than he, if he was just kind of like, I'm going to do my own thing tonight. I'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do my own thing. Isn't exactly like uh, caring for the other person's feelings right. in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why um well <laughs> please I, god no <laughs> well i didn't need a night once in a while to just i don't know I, I there were there were points in like i remember just like you know when you're living with someone where you'd be like i need the headphones on to listen to a podcast to get my brain out of my head and like that's a that's an important thing you know and like Sometimes totally. you have to just take the person at their word. I would hope if you're dating someone that seriously, you should take someone at their word. If not, like, hey, this week just doesn't work. Let's do next week. And you have to be okay that, like, if they can't wait a week to see you, then maybe they don't want to see you that much. A week's a long time, Jack. I right, listen. An eternity, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> is it fair for me to be annoyed when my boyfriend is emotionally slutty, never physically? Now, Jordana, what would you consider emotionally slutty? I don't I like would that. Cons- I don't like that phrase, but I don't really. Yeah, I don't like the word slutty generally. But yeah. um, I would assume it means like telling all of his like issues to another woman or another person, like sort of like revealing all of his like so, intimate feelings or intimate so like details. So you didn't assume this to be like flirting with other women. Because she says never physically, but I guess emo- like to me, like emotionally right. slutty. I, I, if she's calling flirting emotionally slutty, that is the most hilarious exchange. Is that <laughs> yeah? Is that what she means? I, yeah, it's very vague. But your interpretation of it makes more sense than than maybe flirting because emotionally slutty, like oh, he's opening up to other people and not his relationship. That would be annoying too. Right. Well, that's why I'm, I think that would be almost worse in some ways. Like, what what does physically slutty mean? Like that he's hooking up with people or that he's touching them? Like, what is that? I don't know. I let's let's start at 
he's opening up with his feelings to other women. What do you think? That is you could definitely be annoyed about that. I would find that way almost worse in some. It's like emotional affair. Yeah, that is. I mean, and also like if what what is sacred between the couple at that point? Like what's just yours? Um, Is are you just anyone that will listen to him more than the other people? You know, Um, what about what if it's like what about if he's flirting with other people? Just. Um, I think there's flirting is like I feel like has such a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's hard to but, like know what his hangout versus flirt is. You know, that's a tough, right. tough thing. I try to think like if Mike were like on a bachelor party, like what would I be okay? Like if he were talking to to girls around him, I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I think if he were like, you know, there's like levels of like I don't know what's flirt. What is flirty? For a guy, is it like hitting on people? Like, no. Is it like is it talking to a woman? Like, yeah, like that's fine. Is it talking to a woman like sexually? Like, not fine. Is it talking to a woman like? To me, co- to like, me in twenty twenty one, if a number or an Instagram or a social media wasn't exchanged, then it's not. Then there's really no. Then what is that? You know, like I don't know. Right. Unless you know the person, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to a house party where there's a bunch of women there and your boyfriend goes and starts talking to other women and not you, that's not him flirting. That's him just ignoring you. Right. Like, but if he's going on a bachelor party and I don't know. He's being social and there's being social. Like there's there's a certain way to trust someone. Yeah. I think it's like. It's like not I don't think it's the least healthy thing in the world for someone to go and have like a somewhat flirty conversation with someone of the opposite sex with no intention of actually hooking up with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's as a, long as and I think everyone knows what the line is and like where that would be in terms of like what's OK versus what's not OK. And like being friendly and, and talking to someone of the opposite sex, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. And also the idea of like everyone knows. I know this guy gets like. Everyone knows the point to say, I have a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend. Right. And that does come. Sometimes it's a little bit later than than we would want to watch. Like if there was a hidden camera, <laughs> you wouldn't feel good watching it. But there's no hidden camera in life normally. And there's a point of, hey, this is I'm, I'm at the end of the road here with this. But this was nice talking to you like that can exist. Like now is yeah. it touching their leg. You know, that's what I'm saying. To, I think, yeah, I think most people have an inherent feeling inside of them as to what, when, when, what they're doing is like not really okay. But yeah, I do but, think we can't go about life saying like you should just pretend and like ignore everyone else out there and just only speak to me or your friends or like sure, because that I think almost like backfires in itself to where like you get rid of that mystery in a relationship too. Oh, absolutely. But then they say their question is, is it fair to be annoyed? You could be annoyed at anything, but you have to be aware that like, you know, are you getting is is your relationship good? You know, I don't know. It's um, right. You know, is it strong enough to withstand a flirty stranger? Yeah. And I don't know. I I would want to know where this is happening. Like, are they at a rest? Like, 
I think the way they're looking at it, when you call it emotionally slutty, I, I need to know, I, I think you have to look at like, what are you referring to? Like, and, and maybe you're using that phrase instead of saying, when we go to parties, he ignores me. Like, that's a different story. That is a, like, sometimes it's about yeah. reassessing what the thing. What the scenario is too. What the scenario is, yeah. Okay. Guy 30 says he's never been in love despite several long-term relationships. Red flag? No, this is this is one of those I I don't buy this. The idea that like I've he's never been in love. <gasps> you know like um li- listen, there's people that are in love in every relationship too. Like is that better? Right. I don't. Yeah, I think it, that's being in love is one of those things where it's not like subjective, objective. Like it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people, I mean, some people say I love you to like anyone. Like they could be dating three weeks and like that. Just they, it's a it means something different to them than someone who like you know never said it to their parents and doesn't <laughs> understand. Like doesn't it doesn't feel you know what I mean? Like it means a totally different thing to say that to different people. So I don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily like a good gauge i think it's more like you know um have they you know how do they treat how did they treat their past partners were they like open to like were they afraid of committing to them did that how did that display itself could they not move in with 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 them could they not take you know take it to the next level yeah i agree and this is like one of those like you're looking for things to blame when it ends well he's never been in love so that's why and he would never open himself up like that's kind of what people do in this scenario right i would say to this person um it's all in how they say it here's the difference i just have never been in love i would love to be in love that's what i'm looking for but um i just haven't found that yet or it's love doesn't exist love is stupid who says i love you you know what i mean and it's right. like the second guy is just deflecting. Like the second guy isn't really accepting that like love could even exist for them. That's a red flag. Well, that's what I'm saying. Also, it's like I think you can ask the person if they make a strong statement like that. Like, well, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And which is kind yeah. of what you just said. Like, does it mean like, oh, I don't even believe in that as a thing? Or does it mean like, I don't know, I just have never... You know what I mean? Like everyone has their own explanation for what that means. It's such a subject. It doesn't mean the same thing to everyone at all. Yeah, that's true. And, and, but also are they searching for it? Like, is that something they want? Like some people are like out there. uh, Some people are out there going like, ah, you know what, you know, like, uh, you know, if you're dating, like, cause she writes guy 30 says he's never been in love. Is it, you know, part of that is his pursuit. Like, is he just like going out to like hook up on weekends? Yeah, of course he's never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, or is he going on in a day, you know, like, are you hearing that on a, you know, over drinks on the first date? <laughs> you know, like, as opposed to, like, I think that conversation's a little too soon on that point, you know, because you just don't they're know trying to what tell you something. guy's after. Yeah, they're trying to let you know. Yeah, that's true. But if it's like, right. If it's, you know, we're three months in and we had this deep conversation, we're in each other's arms, I've never been in love, I, you know, I'm searching for that. That's a different type of thing. Yeah, context definitely matters when they're saying that, how they're revealing it, all of it. 
Let's do how to spice up long distance when nudes and FaceTime gets old. Jordana, any thoughts? I have to say I've never been in like a long distance relationship. Sure. Um, but I would say from my friends who have, nothing beats a surprise trip. Surprise trip, fun. Surpri- a trip to like a, a third place where it's neither of your place places to visit them to do. I mean, any, any of those things, I think there's also like, um, now there's like, um, Wi-Fi enabled vibrators. Like I, as an, as an idea where someone can go. have the button from across the country. <laughs> it's very, um, virtual reality. Totally. And I think that's like some fun stuff. Um, that type of stuff, like the tech of it has got, come a long way. Um, but I think the surprise trip or the, hey, let's go somewhere together that's not our apartments because both your apartments can be like something to look forward to, I think, is like the big spice of a long distance thing. Like that's the big thing. And also like, you know, planning a night where, you know, here's the other thing I would say. Both of you, when they say nudes and FaceTimes get old, Let's find a stand for your phone. I think that's a big thing where you're losing a hand in the FaceTime thing. He hasn't <laughs> seen your hand in months. <laughs> yeah, let's get a, a tripod for the, the phone so that you get can a ring do light. a ring light, tripod. Maybe you do a dress-up night. And at that point, you're free to be a little bit more handsy, even though you can't touch. That would be my. I like that. Good advice. Let's do another one. Any advice for people entering the dating world for the first time in five to 10 years? A lot has changed. (laughs) It does kind of feel like when you go away from the dating world for a certain amount of time, it's like you come out of like like you were a frozen caveman. (laughs) You know, especially now five, 10 years right now is like. Different world. Yeah. Different world. You're going from like you're like the swiping apps are on like another level um i i i think the biggest advice i mean i i'm myself entering into this type of thing and i've had this conversation with myself of like what am i going to do what am i going to do differently what am i going to change and i think uh, the one thing that i've come to the conclusion of is like being okay saying no and turning things down i think that's a big thing because Five to ten years ago, especially ten years ago, there's just not as much coming at your face. There's not as much, you know, Tinder, Bumble, DMs, fix-ups, all that stuff. It's like it's okay to just say no and have have some taste in the matter. That's kind of like my big thing. Totally. And in terms of it's about like the apps, which I feel like can be very intimidating, especially if you've never like done them or um, or you haven't done them in a long time. I think it's okay. Ask your friends who are on them. Like yeah. for like any tips that they found, because it, it is the kind of thing where I do feel like it's a little bit of a learning curve. Like you might go on there and just have like a totally fucked up profile and like so your you know, your prompt answers are like not sure. getting to the it's kind of like if you had if you were applying for a job at, after you'd been in another job for five, ten years, you take your resume and you'd show it to like someone, one of your friends or someone in that industry or someone that you knew from work and say, Hey, would you mind just looking over this and just giving like letting me know if you think it's uh if you have any thoughts on like the way I should totally word this. Agree. Totally agree. And and I think part of that advice and something I've been doing a lot is like 
hanging out with friends and family. Like, mm-hmm. go to your friends and be like, I'm back, and, and be open with them. I'm back in it. Here's the profile I'm thinking of posting. Make it like, make it the community putting together this profile with you. Like, get the friends' boyfriends involved, the fiancés, the, the husbands. Like, I went and hung out with like two very close friends of mine last weekend, and it was just nice to like chit chat and kind of. So, uh, you know, I, I've been, you know, fill your cup a little bit with like, oh, this is the talks that I like to have. And it's, I think like right. getting back used to the relationships that like your go to relationships. Hey, these are the people I kind of lean on to know what makes me feel good. That's always like the best thing, I think, like because what happens after a relationship is like you're like your whole thing is skewed, I think, like your whole like idea on like. What makes me feel good? What makes me feel bad? Like, and then you're alone a lot more. So it's like, go hang out with friends and like be fun with them. The rest will come. Agreed. Let's do how to get past someone coming on too strong when I know he has all the other qualities I want. Here's the, I think this is a tricky one because a lot of the times we're like, oh, like, I always go for like these assholes or these guys who aren't that nice to me. And like, here's a guy who really likes me. So like I should be into him and stop rejecting guys who like me. I understand that thought process because I've had it before. But I think the question when you're considering like, do I not like this person because they like me? It's kind of like, do I actually have fun on these dates? Do I leave wanting another date? Do I feel like I'm, I'm actually having a good time? Um, taking that part of it into it or do I kind of feel like a little smothered and regardless of that I'm just not really sure like if it feels good like I'm not looking forward to another date with them I'm with you it's not that this is something you say about someone you're not interested in but they're Jewish you know like <laughs> right <laughs> like like I yeah you know like someone you're like no there's they're definitely cool but they you know but they or from an area that I like or whatever it is, you know, yeah, I, I use Jewish cause, cause we're both Jewish and that might be something that like a, a parent would be like, but they're Jewish, nice Jewish like, boy. Yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, that could be anything though. Like, like when you write like other qualities I want, it's like, wh- he's got a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. You can find those qualities elsewhere. Like, I don't know. I, if someone's right. whenever whenever someone's like oh they're coming on pretty strong and it's like yeah that means you don't want to fuck them right nobody's ever said that about like, someone they want to fuck yeah if they were into you'd be like it's on like we're both really into it yeah <laughs> and 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 especially in this situation this this becomes like now it sounds like you're dating like a business transaction like mm-hmm. when is the fun of your relationship if it's not in this first couple dates yeah they came on really strong and i had to let them know that if we're gonna get married we gotta like sign some paperwork first and then we can get you know like it just sounds very right i mean i understand the other side of it where it's like do my my i think there is if you've already done the work of like internally looking at yourself and saying like am i attracted to people who don't treat me well is there something Mm. about me about people who pull away that makes me feel attracted to them if you've gone through that Mm. internal questioning because i do think that's a thing that a lot of especially younger women or men can tend to do where it's like they're it's like sort of an immature way of dating of like if they're holding me at arm's length i'm more into them so i do think if you've done the work to overcome that which can be an anxious thing also um then 
this too strong thing isn't really a factor. That's a great point. And it's like so much of this dating, these questions and listen, we're doing I, I forgot to reset the set. This has been so much fun. We have so these are so good questions. And this is a our lightning round episode. If you want to, we're going to go back to the other version next week. UUP at Betches.com to send in whatever you like. But like so much of this is like, oh, I'm going through my own shit while trying to find someone else who's also going through their own shit. And it's yeah. like if you haven't addressed your own shit, like that's part of the issue here. That's the that's the 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 cocktail that's on your hands. Right. Then none of this stuff is really helping you that we're going to say if you haven't addressed your own shit. <laughs> Turn it off right now and hire someone. Yeah, it's like... um, I mean, yeah, that's a big thing. It's a huge thing. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Should I tell my boyfriend about my upcoming inheritance? 15K! <laughs> would you tell mike if all of a sudden you had 15k coming your way i mean yeah we're getting married i know uh, i'm just saying so, yeah yeah 100 percent. but i think yeah i think we're on the level where we talk about finances like pretty openly so for well, sure this, but like this person's talking about a boyfriend would you tell mike a year in yeah i think so i would yeah i would tell him maybe not yeah. i wouldn't tell him like second date like i got a lot of money coming to me so you better you better hold on to this <laughs> you better kiss the ground i walk on if you want yeah speaking I, of uh, the bill gates divorce i, uh, <laughs> I got fifteen got fifteen thousand dollars coming my yeah. way i mean you gotta tell them why wouldn't you tell yeah. them what, In, what after at what point would, would you tell them when you were dating like fully? I, well there's also like the question of how does it come up like you don't want to be like, hey, like the way we're talking about it right now, like, hey, guess who's got 15K coming their way? And I don't know where they are in their relationship. If you're combining finances, if you're like if you're sharing a credit card like you got you and Mike famously do, um, <laughs> like 
does the are you planning on putting that in the credit card fund in the debit account? I don't know. Like in the accounts, yeah. Yeah, I, I like with a boyfriend. Like, there's like a thin line between. Let me tell you about the money I got, and then there's an and let me tell you about the money. What we what should we do with it? Right. Oh, it's funny. There are right. There are the, those conversations where it's like if Mike's in like fantasy football mm. and he's winning, I'm like, well, where are we going? To, uh, where are you taking me to celebrate sure. this win versus um, so I can understand the hesitancy maybe in that end <laughs> but I think if you're dating someone and you trust them and you have an intimate relationship you tell them anything that happens to you plus I think a good measure would be do they know this relative that just left you all this money sure hey then so and so left me 15k um, we're good on rent for the next few I I I don't know. Like to me, like that's not your. That's with a boyfriend or girlfriend situation. It's kind of like too soon to like even think of like that being theirs. Like if like if my girlfriend was like, I got fifteen k coming, I'd be like, good for you. That's fucking great. Um, but it wouldn't be like, okay, so you're doing rent the next three months. Like that's not how I would respond to that. No, I don't think either. I don't think either. Even no matter how long you're dating, I don't think it would be like, well, you've got everything covered. It's more yeah. like, you know. We're like what like it, it, it eventually it does become like well how, like what what did we, did we want to put this towards some of it towards our wedding or our you sure. know college fund or whatever bullshit but I think again <laughs> you can tell someone about anything financial once you feel like you're like in a serious relationship and if you don't want to tell them you have to go what are we how serious are we getting here yeah you know, totally. Like, that's a part of your life. That's that's a nice thing. How, Agreed. How do you talk to your new boyfriend about being in your 30s and worrying about fertility? Hey, thanks for coming out for drinks tonight. Um, I'm looking for a baby. It's <laughs> a good question. How would you want to be told? So I, I think there's like an element of this is like, of course, like it, no guy who's going out with someone in their thirties is sitting there going, what you're worried about for like that. I think that's like one of those things that guys would, this is one of those expect? things that like, well, I would expect that someone is, th if someone wants a family, then they are thinking on these things. And that that is something that's on their mind at the very minimum. Right. Like, I would expect that. And, and they should, I don't think that that's like, I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about is is my point like i i think like i guess that's my my feedback to this person is like if if he was in any way like what really you're worried like i'd be like what world is he living in where this isn't right. an option on the list of things that could come up on a date or or with someone they're dating you know how would you feel like you would want them to like broach the subject mm, give me a few how would you say it we're on a date. I think I would. Say, I think something comes up about kids or someone's kids. And I think I would say, well, when uh, like, how old do you feel like you want to be when you have kids? Um, I always like to turn it on into the <laughs> other person before. Right. You know, I sooner than later, because I am getting up there, but it has to be with the right person, of course. So I, you know, I just haven't found that person yet. Like, that's like how I would make it into a it's a me I'm, if i'm on the if i'm on the date with you i'd be like what do you mean you haven't found that person yet maybe it's you yeah i don't i 
it's like, you know, there's a lot of similar questions that come at different times in relationships. Like the, what are you mm. looking for? Well, I'm looking to meet the right person and date, you know, and be in a relationship. And then it's like, are you looking for kids? Well, yeah, I'm looking to meet the right person and have kids with the right person and have a family and maybe two kids and send them to college and be on a rocking chair. Like at, at a certain point, like at a certain point, you know, uh, in the this is in the territory of like you're gonna have there's gonna be some guys that well what if a woman said to you you know jared i'm i'm 30 and um i'd really like i'd my ideal situation is that i like am pregnant or i'm having kids by like 33 how do, how do you feel about that if so like if, so so i would ask you is like if if this went well and, you know, we were together for a few more years. Like, is that a timeline that would make sense for for you? Like, or is well, that he, totally off for you? Here's the thing about that conversation. And this is an. I don't think this is icky. I think this is just normal dating. But like you're put in the position to think seriously about those things with every date. There's consequence, which is actually good. Like mm -hmm. him going on the second date, making the plan for the second date, he has to know that that's a con there's a consequence of someone's feelings and that someone's like, you know, you're taking advantage of someone's time. Time is now, uh, you know, a currency, which it always is, but it just becomes a different currency with different relationships. So, right. like, to me, what you're doing is when you say something like that, I'm never going to be like, well, no way. Like, like the, you're not going to get a <laughs> negative answer to that, but you are going to get a more honest effort for the next date. That person might not make the next date. They might say, I didn't have that magical night with someone that I knew right away because I need to know that. Is that unfair to say? I don't, I don't. You're saying that they might be out, which is fine. Yes. Right. But which they, is good, actually. Which is in good. In some ways. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like to me, that's why I'm like. That's why I said like a guy on a date with someone who in their 30s like that can't be a surprise to them. Yeah. Like in in no way should we assume that a guy would be surprised that you are and listen, this isn't some people might not be worried about fertility at that age. That's fine. I'm just saying it, I, again on the on the multiple choice exam, not worried, worried, freezing Very eggs. Worried very worried you know what i mean like those right. are all on the list and they should be expected is my point and so i think operating in a world where you're hiding your concerns with fertility are a little um you're not really thinking that the guy is emotionally um intuitive as as emotionally intuitive as maybe he is that's my point on that right so you wouldn't be like freaked out if someone said that to you 10 dates in. I can't be right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't understand how you could be. Freaked if someone's out. you've right. dated someone with that being something they could say to you. Like, right. If someone said that to me at 22, I would go, oh, that's a little, I don't think that like I would, that, that would be a different answer. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. It will weed out the people who are not, looking for that and also yeah. i think it takes away the excuse of men of like well you never said anything about like you know what i mean like the yeah, later you yeah. have that conversation the more it's like well they can kind of even if they're kind of think that that's something you would want they can sort of live in that like 
ignorant bliss of like, <laughs> yeah. well, she never said anything about sure. wanting kids. Yeah, that's an asshole. But the idea that I would be on a 10th mm-hmm. date with a woman who's 32 years old and then she brings up, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my fertility stuff and I might freeze eggs or I might, you know, or I'd like to have babies within the next couple of years. And I would be like, what is crazy? You know, like, right. that, and if, you, not, if that scared you, you wouldn't be the right guy for her. Of course not. But I, I right. would also would hope that you wouldn't be on the 10th date. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I, I A lot of women will they'll they'll say, like, why can't. You know, why doesn't he want to go on the third date? And I'm like, this is part of that. Like, he's like, I'm they're very nice. I'd love to be physical with them, but I know that they want something more. I know that I'm not really right. fit for them long term. And there are guys who I think are down for that and like are on the same page and like that. Mm. They'd be happy to hear that. I think every guy would be happy to hear where you stand with that. Like, listen, I, I think a guy would want to hear if you don't want kids. That's that's OK, too. You know, that, totally. that's all that that's why I would like bring up the multiple choice aspect of it. Like there's there's a bunch of different scenarios, but they're not like, you know, there's not scenarios that would ever surprise someone, I would assume. Right. I agree. What would you say? How about we turn this around? What would you say? You're on a 10th date with a guy and he's like, I want to have kids within the next year. Year would be a little um, strong for me. I think if, if I were on a date my age, I'm 31. Mm. and i'm dating and a guy says i want to have kids in the next year i would say i'd like to i'd like to be married i think before i have kids and i'd, I'd probably like to know someone at least like a year or two before make taking that step with someone mm. but okay. i'm not like i'm not like i need 10 years um but i think it would be more like oh i want to make sure i'd be making this this huge decision with someone that i know really well and that i have this like intimate relationship with but i wouldn't i think if we can if we could find maybe i want to wait two years and they want to wait one year and we wait a year and a half like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no i i i mean because i you know definitely thinking more about this like at 36 than i ever was in the past where you go but i guess like you know if you're on a date with someone and the woman's in their 30s i think the guy is more in touch with his age than maybe a guy in his 20s would be my yeah i would imagine that too i think that's a thing that comes a little later for men whereas like unfair unfair it's honed in on us from like a pretty early age about like your biological clock i mean it's it's actually crazy like i i i think i've learned more about it from this podcast than i did in my whole like i like generally was like yeah man that's hammered into you from so long it's just you know it's, it's too much well it's funny i feel like every a lot of people hear like the stories or the or the journeys of, pe- of the the people they feel like are are similar to them, but a few years older, and mm. like that's what we hear about, like whether good stories or success stories or bad stories. Like that's those are things that like people talk about and that we hear about mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, how do you talk openly but not floodlight when talking about my f- about family on first date if it's complicated? So they have a complicated family, and how do they talk openly without but not floodlight? What is is I guess just like- floodlight? I think is when you reveal like far too much information. Gotcha. Like here's uh, like all my baggage of like sure. my family. Here's like every like dysfunctional <laughs> and thing. Here it is. Right. Th- throw all the bags on the table. Yeah. Um, I think you. 
as someone who has complicated family situation or family things, I think a first date family comes up, you could say, yeah, I have a kind of a complicated relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really all like, I don't think you, if the, like you could go into a little bit more, but I would be like pretty general. I would not like, I don't think someone you need to give someone all the details. Cause you haven't really reached that level of like, well, intimacy I, you have to, them. You have to expect it. if someone said I have a complicated relationship with my mom, I'd go, well, what happened? If someone was comfortable enough mm-hmm. saying it was complicated, I would feel comfortable enough being asking the question of right. that. And I think that's I think you have to. I think that's fair. That. I yeah. think it's fair if they were to so I'm saying if they were to ask, I would give so much someone as much information as they would ask, but I wouldn't volunteer the whole background and stories or whatever. And I think that like. Again, I don't think everyone wants to tell every complicated thing of their past and, and give that about any issue that they have or anything that they think of as like something they're working on. Well, you know what I mean? Also, the question someone's asked on a first date, like especially like they write first date. So like the, earlier in the episode, we talked about like coming in and being like, and this dog was between my legs. Like coming in with a hot take like that's a, to me. That's a first date. Fun, flirty. You're you're doing you know, kind of having casual conversations. If things get deeper, which they sometimes do, um, hey, what's going on with your mom? Or are, are you, if they're, if they, if deeper, usually what matters to someone is the questions that they ask. So that's if what you're I'm on, saying. Like, yeah, yeah, you're saying that. Like, it's like, like, uh, hey, what, what, mom and dad's still around? What's the deal? You know, like that, that's yeah. like a casual way. I, I don't really hang out with them much. Why? You know, like that's second half of the date conversation, not first, you right. know? Well, it's kind of like, like you said, like people ask questions about stuff that they're interested in. So if they're, if that's a, a major point for them and they want to know more about that because it's important for them to like figure that out about you, then tell them if they don't yeah. seem to be asking that many questions and they're okay with like, maybe that's not, it doesn't matter that much to them how close you are with your family or, you know, like that's not a big deal for them. Yeah, and I think like also this person's kind of looking for rules where it's like, what's the appropriate amount to do? Some dates go, hey, we're talking it out. Like some dates yeah. like go that way, and like I think letting it happen is like a big thing. Letting letting things happen in a way that might lose someone is actually like the best thing you can do. I agree with that totally, and I think that like you can reveal as much as you want, but I do think there's a sense of like if someone is like. You, I, I'm sure everyone's been out with someone where they're like revealing a lot of information like too soon to you're kind of like yeah. you don't even know me. You're really like telling me like these very intimate details about like sure. and like especially again if if someone didn't ask. Yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah, a they, sense of like reading the room of like what the appropriateness for this conversation level is. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom and I hate each other. Nice to meet you. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to unpack all right i think my fiance cheated years ago a few months into dating get clarity or let it go uh this is a tough one um if you're asking that means it's on your mind and it ain't going away at this point don't you think yeah i would say if you're engaged and you're still thinking about it it's important to you yeah this is like (laughs) this is back to like what jordana what you were saying was like we're engaged. I feel more comfortable. Like my anxieties are gone. Like it's almost like, you know, love is the great 
cure for some of your ills. And it's like, they're engaged. She's still got an She's itch. still right. Yeah, you know? I would work <laughs> like, this out like now. Now, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Like, Probably hey, before, I, the, yeah. something's been on my mind. And like, again, she writes, or they write, get clarity you have to be okay with this clarity maybe breaking you up. You can't go into this being like, whatever it is, like, I, there's no whatever story. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there has to be a story that loses you. There has to be a story that you'll accept there, and that you could move on from because if you're not willing to leave, then you're going to hold this against them the rest of their lives after getting more, more information isn't going to, like, bring you guys together. And like right. help you if you're never willing to leave. And I know that sounds like anti, you know, it, that sounds against what the advice should be. But I, I would think like, like if you get more clear and you go and now every conversation becomes, oh, so is this how she did it? Like, ugh, like what a hell for this person to li like. I know they're the person who did it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you'd want more clarity on like. Again, like the way, not just what happened, but like how they think about it, how they thought about it, what what they feel is different now, what, you know what I mean? Like almost more about mm. the emotional aspect of it than like, I don't think you need more clarity on like, and how long was it going on for and whatever. It's more like, how did they process that? And what does that mean for how they'll act in the future? Yeah. And wouldn't you want clarity on like how it went down? Like where they, I guess where they, what you said about like their emotional state, I agree with like, we want that emotional state. What has changed? I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, but like what day was this on that you got to this point that it worked out this way? Like where were well, that's, we? That's what I'm saying. I think that what I, you think what that's you more emotion? To, I think that's more like, how did you get there? Is like, how did, mm. you know what I mean? How did this happen? Like, because if you understand that, you'll understand their motivations more. You'll understand like how they thought about it and how. What would you do differently? But would you want to you know, know? Would you want to know like, give me the the play by play? Would you want? I don't know? think that would be necessary. Okay. Yeah, I. For, yeah. There, there's a piece of me that would want to know like. I don't know. I, I guess like, what situation were they in? I guess it goes back to emotion. What you're talking about because. What was the situation and what emotional triggers did you have then that you don't have now? Is I, I right. guess that's or how did you, you know, how did, how did you deal with that? And what did it make you realize about relationships now? Mm. Do you, I, I mean, also, do you still talk to them? Right. Like, I, I would. But yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a different. Yeah, that's more of a non-emotional logistical question that would yeah. be important. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think also I do want to say, like, if you're not willing to leave them, then what, where's this getting you? I, 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 yeah, I agree. Um, you gotta right, ask got, yourself that first. I know. Um, we got one more. This has been fun though. What do you think, Jordana? We got to, this keep has been doing great. This. this is great. We I love it. A lot, of, a lot of info out. Okay. How do I get my boyfriend to make more of an effort to be friends with my friends? Um, I would plan events with your friends and invite him. I think you got to let someone disappoint you before you tell them how much they're disappointing you. Like collect evidence. <laughs> yeah. You need some evidence yeah. because right now he's taking a test. He doesn't know he's taking, I think, 
when you say mm-hmm. like i want my boyfriend to make more of an effort to be friends with my friends well that's what's he supposed to do like hey what's lisa's number you know right. like what's <laughs> i'll text her happy birthday right yeah. i think you need to give them the opportunity and then if they're not like taking you up on it or they seem to be avoiding it then you can say hey like it doesn't seem like you're like interested in getting to know my friends. My friends are really important to me and it would mean a lot to me if you would make an effort in like attending the things that I plan with them so that they can get to know you better. Yeah. And making an effort is so vague. So like you didn't go, I planned and of all my friends, we all went to brunch with their boyfriends and some of the single people and you said, no, that hurts me. Like, why don't yeah. you want to hang with my friends? What made you say no to that event? Those are, you know, I want more effort with my friends. It's like do a bunch of push-ups. Like I would do three push-ups and then it'll be over. Like I, yeah, I don't know what's a bunch. Right. You need to like set them up for success. And then if they're not taking the bait, then have that conversation. Yeah. Bring in the judge, the gavel. Ding, ding, ding. Today in the case of won't get brunch with my friends, I have you, you piece of shit. You know, now you have things to talk about. There you go. You can write it in. (laughs) anyway that was our episode thank you guys so much we'll be back on sunday with a sunday special but uh listen make sure you follow the instagram account at you up pod for the next time we do this right exactly all right we will see you sunday bye you up is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by maddie paul guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at you up pod on instagram and twitter and send us your emails to you up at betches.com thank you to our sponsor lee lee creates denim that gets better with age the ones you reach for to feel your best again and again their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail a classic the rider jean jacket is the og what every other brand has copied for decades Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.